the cat keeps showing up outside of the house. That's true. But the time inside the house is moving slower, I think. I feel like it's healthier. both moving slower and also repeating. I gave her the idea of bringing her cat back alive. And I, I killed her probably... cat to begin with. Uh, so on the small little table that's in there, you find a scroll that has been laid out on the table there. I read the scroll. It's a short scroll that seems to be made of some thin, flexible, silvery metal. It's got a dark ink on it. The <laughs> author, uh, one Atmox of the great city of Kalud, describes how these rituals can be twisted to relive a portion of one's life. Burning chains feel, fill your sight, and you smell a black, acrid smoke. You are filled with dread at trying to change the course of what has already happened. We take her to the hospital, and because she doesn't actually sacrifice herself, the time loop doesn't happen. It unhappens. I'm gonna continue stabbing this lady. And then you see bright chains wrap around Cindy's arm and burn it off. Well, um, did, did, did anyone do first aid or anything like that? Um, I believe that Esme did try to tend to you. Uh, I did. Oh, was, I failed badly. Yeah, it, it wasn't successful. I was going to give uh, give her a chance of salvaging the arm enough to possibly reattach it, but yeah. no. I it, mean, it, it, it fell in a bunch of, like, cat droppings and stuff, I assume. So, um, <laughs> pretty pretty much as huh. soon as it fell down, the cat started eating it, so. Oh, Ooh. gross. Good. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, I, I'm, a, you know, sh- uh, if nothing else, Cindy is, is, uh, you know, a very willful person, but, um, I'm trying to think if she would go for picking up the Leatherman with the other hand. Um, <laughs> probably not, just because I feel like She's not very good left-handed. Oh. Also, she's starting to realize that most of what she does for her job is typing. So not having uh, one arm makes that tougher. Not having two arms uh, makes that uh, even tougher. So, <laughs> so voice recognition is not, not great at writing code. So Cindy's going to uh, literally and figuratively throw her arms in the air uh, and, and say, <laughs> well, well, damn it. Um, these are the same, these were the same freaking chains that we saw on the video, aren't they? Weren't they? They are. Yeah. I, I feel like you would be screaming for a while. Well, do you want me to, do you want a recording of me screaming for a while? I mean, cause I can do that, but. So like, es- <laughs> Esme has been treating Cindy for a while now and administered enough painkillers to kind of deaden the pain and hopefully not enough to cause serious damage later on. I carry Oxycontin on my person at all times. That's good to know. I'll keep that in mind in the future. (laughs) Where did Dottie go? I do not see her figure, her token. That's weird. Was that is is this you being like, where did she go? Or are you no, like that, literally that's like, me where trying, did she go? I, I'm trying to figure out where this token went because I'm not seeing she it anywhere. Evaporated into the ether. Um, yeah, uh, I'll find something for it. For just get uh, a bigger but, hat. <laughs> so it's according to the TV news now. It's about 11:30. Uh, Cindy, uh, or Esme, when you were treating Dottie, uh, you, or when you were treating Cindy, rather, uh, you, uh, realized that Dottie must have taken the scroll from you at that point while you were distracted and has been reading it. Oh, dear. Uh, uh, she has these, like, pearl-rimmed, uh, like, bifocals, uh, that she... Uh, that she seems to have dug out from somewhere and is put on. Uh, y- uh, you notice, like, as she's reading it, uh, she the the glasses seem to be like glowing a little bit, um, almost like when uh, you look outside at night and you see a cat's eyes glinting in the sun or in the darkness. <sighs> That's probably not good. Um, 
Okay. Is this a cat people situation or what? Well, I think I think Jeremy was hinting at the glasses being special. I mean, because we like we can we saw the scroll earlier and it didn't have any writing on. It. Um, so maybe I've those glasses. Read it for two hours. That that is right. And if I scroll down in the description, it says what it says. <laughs> um, that's right. Of course. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I feel like maybe... Okay, so we the scroll explains Jeremy, like how... Are you being just repeat. poetical here with the glasses, or is this something? Uh, it seems like it's something. I'm going to snatch the glasses off of her withered face. Stab her in the eyes. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> the only way it's not um, i'm pretty sure i hope uh she she l- looks at you and says oh, why would you do that give me my reading glasses back no i need i need those to help remember everything what, what do you mean what what do you give, i'm gonna need some clarification there die dotster <laughs> hey we could go into business together you know <laughs> these reading glasses really help help you remember things i gotta i got a market there's a couple of markets right here in town that would be dying to sell that type of product dying or killing here we go there's there's dotty am i actively bleeding <laughs> Are you actively bleeding? No. When the chain sheared off your uh, hand or your arm, it was like burning. So they are cauterized. It's very thickly scarred uh, in places as well, as if you had been touched by a hot brand. Um, uh, Y'all also notice that uh, at some point while y'all were distracted, she dug a sundial out from somewhere. Where were you even keeping that? Where's the sun? Hmm? Sun can't get in this house. It, it is a massive sundial. Uh, probably four feet in diameter. Yeah, the gnomon, it, it looks like the talon of some huge creature uh, that is pointing up out of an angle from the uh, 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 from the center of the sundial. Uh, the there aren't numbers on the sundial and said it at least if they are numbers they're not in any sort of uh, numerics that you recognize hmm. numerals rather not numerics. <laughs> I wasn't right. going um, to say anything. What is she? Yeah. What is she doing with it? Um, like it looks like she's getting ready. Uh, it's uh, what time did I say it was? Eleven forty-five. Uh, it is eleven forty-five here in the house now. Uh, and it looks like she is waiting for something. She has the yeah. scroll in front of her, and she has the sundial. Uh, and Esme, since you read the sc- scroll, you realize that uh, part of the uh, casting of the spell is that she has to ritually throw herself on this sundial. Oh, this is gonna be gruesome. I'm gonna let it happen, though, because then she... So my theory, as, as I believe I explained last time, she has to actually do this because she has already done it, so it has to happen. But if I save her and drag her out of the house during what the GM assures us is a reset period, then it can both be done and not done, and maybe it will break the spell, I guess. Although the GM has also assured me that that's not how it works, so we're all probably going to die. <laughs> His laughter is not reassuring at this stage. Time is weird, man. Oh, man. I don't know. Um, I mean, like, so I turn to Esme and be like, Esme, like, like you said, we got, we got to let this bitch do what she's going to do, I assume, because what she's about to do is make this reset happen because she's so bummed about her cat. So we, we know that she does it because she did it. Right. So what is the point of us... There's no point in intervening. There's no point in much of anything, but here we all are. I guess there's no point in intervening. Unless... Unless there is. I turn, I, I turn to the lady and be like, Hey, you were, your husband and you, you were um, happy together, weren't you? Oh, I was never married, dearie. Did, didn't I thought I thought there was something about your archaeological partners. I thought So when she went uh she uh like what you learned about 
her archaeological trip is that she went to Burma, I think I said in like 78, and uh, she was the only person that returned from that trip. That might be what you're thinking of. That is what I'm thinking of, I guess. Um, aren't, Aren't there more important people that you could be thinking about bringing back instead of this cat? No. What? <laughs> what about what about JFK? What about you, you JFK? You love JFK, right? Who, who is JFK, Theory? You know, John F. Kennedy Jr., the president. Mm-hmm. No, Penny. Penny is Penny needs to come back. This this is how I get to spend more time with Penny. I never spend any time with this Jr. Yeah, well, what about Jim Morrison? You 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 spend time with Jim Morrison, right? What? You know? The Doors, you know the Doors, right? Wouldn't it be great to have more Jim Morrison in your life? She looks up at the clock and it says eleven fifty. <laughs> well, uh, as as I mentioned at the beginning of one of our last of our last episode, Jeremy loves nothing more than to let us watch us wait. So I'm gonna go <laughs> to the deli and get a sandwich because what the fuck else were we supposed to do? I don't um, know. And then you're gonna. You're going to come back and no time will have passed because time flows differently outside. That's great, isn't it? More time to eat my sandwich away from this bullshit. Um, So I'm leaving to go get a sandwich to replenish my fluids. You know sandwiches Uh, don't exactly replenish fluids, right? I think if they They, got lettuce on them. Lettuce is not a fluid? John, do you think lettuce um, is a fluid? So, who has the PhD <laughs> here? I do! <laughs> Wait, you mean in game or in person? Either. I mean, you do. You well, You have a doctorate, I guess, as a doctor. I was a. I think I was a PhD student. I don't know if I would have finished. I, I, that's probably an important character beat that I didn't get, did I? Um, <laughs> it says you have a PhD in philosophy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have a PhD. Yeah. You're both you're both you're overly both... educated. Right, right. Overly? You can no you can no longer find a job in this economy because you're too educated. Oh, great. That's oh. yeah. Jeremy, God. Oh. Now I'm too depressed to play this game. <laughs> no, no, we have to think about, you know, existential horror to make the rest of our lives like more appealing. Um, exactly. Uh, I don't think so that's Dottie, how that works. Uh, Dottie begins oh, Jeremy, performing. Let me stop you. Yes. Let me stop you. Is it eleven fifty-six now? You're going to give us a uh, time update. It's eleven fifty-six seventy-eight. 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 Yeah. Seventy-eight. So. Uh, what? Dottie there more, begins. There are only sixty seconds. Uh, Dottie begins speaking backwards. Great. Um, Can I speak backwards too? If you really want to, make a roll for it. What would that be? Let no. me check. What's the speaking backwards roll? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that uh, would be on natural, maybe. I just realized by reading the spell that this means that Dottie has at least twenty-nine power. It's really okay. Never mind. Anyway, uh, so Dottie, uh, Dottie begins. Blorp, blorp. That's what. That's what I say. When I'm trying to speak backwards for no reason. Uh, Dottie begins speaking backwards, uh, reciting. Did she have to roll for it? Uh, no. Uh, reciting the uh, propitiation. Well, she already succeeded. For uh, a Forgamon in reverse. What uh, are either of you going to try to interfere in this? Nope, I am not because I already didn't. I've got an, I've got one arm to spare, so I might as well do something, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yell at her and be like, I don't know. Um, okay. So Dottie, yeah, Dottie keeps chanting and, uh, the midnight hour approaches. She flings herself onto the sundial. Uh, the talon bursts through, uh, her back as she plunges on it. And she gasps one last time. I'll see you soon, Penny. Gross. Why didn't you make sand checks? Why? Because you just saw someone commit suicide in front of you. Eh. Well, I fail, as okay. per it, use. It's just gonna be one sanity for failing. Um, uh, so you both lose one sanity. Yay. Um, 
John, uh, I want you to make one more sand check. Well, I failed that one too. So as the uh, uh, the smell of blood hits the air, uh, you have some. It's almost like deja vu, Cindy, uh, and like the smell seems familiar. You remember, and it's you're. It's almost like you're hearing phantom sounds. Of some giant machine whirring uh, down deep below the earth. Uh, so, because you have amnesia, uh, whenever you lose sanity, you're supposed to make a second roll to see whether or not that triggers. So, I'm not going to have it to where you're forgetting what's happening. I'm going to have it so that you're remembering something that's happening in bits and pieces. Uh, so that's what that is. You're, like, Cindy is almost like you're experiencing two things at the same time. Uh, like, you're having a sort of flashback while you're seeing Esme struggle to try to pry Dottie's corpse off, uh, or her body, rather, off of the sundial. Is that what Esme's doing? Yes. That's what she said she was going to okay. do. And, so. I, and I'm, I I'm trying to save feel like this I hear... stupid machinery deep underground that's like like all of the hair is standing up on uh like you're covered in uh goose pimples and all of that you know like there's something very uncanny about what you're experiencing you you almost feel like you're on the verge of remembering something and then esme yells at you to help and you snap out of it Mm. Okay. Well, uh, well, 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 what are we going to do now, Esme? Uh, as y'all are talking, you start to see cats slow down and begin to trace backwards. And you feel yourself being pulled or pushed by some invisible force slowly at first towards the doors. What do you I'm do? I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I'm going to carry Dottie as well as I can and just sort of move in that direction. I help to whatever extent I can. Okay. Yeah, so y'all uh, grab Dottie and you steal yourself to, uh, like, because Esme, you recall before when you were trying to push Dottie through the door, it was almost like some invisible force was keeping her inside the house. And you feel some resistance, but then there's a ripple and you're able to pull her out. Okay, I'll take it. Uh, Leaf, I am fucking off in the direction of our choice. (laughs) Are you going to try to do anything with Dottie, or are you just... Uh, I'm going to pull out my cell phone and call an ambulance. She can afford it, right? Um, I mean, you can, uh, you can do that. I mean, I'd like an ambulance, too, if you're calling, if they're in a two-for-one special. Oh, I forgot to do that. Uh, Let's back up just a moment. Uh, Cindy, as you and Esme are pulling uh, Dottie through the door, you see your severed arm lift up off the ground and come flying towards you. What do you do? I I catch it. (laughs) Uh, So you, you reach out to try to catch it? And it evades your grasp and slams into your forearm. And you feel it slowly reattaching itself as time flows backwards. Uh, I imagine that this hurts. Uh, I imagine you need to make a sanity check. As... <laughs> hey, I passed this okay. one. Yeah, hey! uh, so, so it's si- cool. Situation normal. <laughs> Okay, I believe uh, I said that outside it was like uh, uh It's afternoon geez, evening ish, I, I think. Yeah, I, I think it was like seven or eight. O'clock. No, because this was after the cat died. Uh, so this was probably about nine o'clock. That uh, it's probably about nine o'clock. Actually, we'll say it's like ten o'clock outside right now, because time's okay. all weird. Um, uh, so are y'all, what are y'all gonna do with Dottie? You've got the ambulance on the way, but she's bleeding out on the ground. I mean, I'm gonna be doing doctor stuff. Okay. I'm well, doing doctor, doctor stuff. stuff roll. <laughs> make doctor stuff would that, roll. Would that be uh, first aid? Uh, Holy shit. That would be, oh, I geez. just rolled a three against oh my hand first aid. <laughs> I kick this freaking doctor out of the way and be like, hey, my new hand's got skills, and I... Okay. And 
I do my best to stop the bleeding. Okay, so, uh, Tabitha, go ahead and give yourself a check mark. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Cindy, for whatever reason, takes control of the situation and stops the bleeding, while Esme is too distracted to try and figure out what's going on with Cindy's hands. I am um, super pumped about being able to pump iron again, I guess. No, um, that's why I yeah, failed, like, is because I started doing first aid, and I'm like, what the fuck? What the shit? Your hands? <laughs> um, like, cool, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Cool. So, Cindy, yeah, like, your arm is completely reattached. There's no sign of the chain light scarring or anything. It's just, it's back, baby. Uh, that's that's you're normal, definitely feeling, right? Yeah, that's, so, that's normal. But, so yeah, she, you're able to stabilize uh, Dottie long enough for the ambulance to, uh, the paramedics to get here. Um, I want you, I want one of you, whoever's more comfortable, to make a luck check. A luck check? Yeah, a luck check. Is this to see if the entire That's... world implodes? Um, do you wanna do you wanna do it, Tabitha? Oh, uh, I guess sure. <sighs> all right. So you got an eighty. That's okay, not um, great. We all die. Uh, roll up new characters. No, no. So, so I turn to Esme and be like, "All right, so there's an ambulance on the way, right?" And she right. nods, and I say, "Okay." Is there anything here that is occult weird that we need to scrub before uh, before they get here? Uh, the scroll, probably. The scroll, yeah. So I, I, I throw, I pull that off of uh, off of Dottie, and I throw it to to Esme. Can you burn it? I tried that already. Don't forget, y'all have that trunk full of Dottie stuff that you could probably fit. Um, both that you could probably fit the sundial in there if you really wanted to. Okay. Yeah, I mean that would be good if we can get it out of sight. I although the sundial's still inside the house, right? That's right. So, I mean, is the sundial supernatural? I mean, I mean it's it does cov- have a covered in Dottie's blood. Unless, well, it didn't. It didn't reverse itself back into her body. Don't no, give him ideas. The blood would have. Yeah, I guess the blood would have. So yeah, it's not covered in blood. But also, it, by that logic, she wouldn't have a wound anymore. Right, um, she her wound would have resealed when she backed yeah, away. Yeah, it 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 would have it pro it, the way that your minds are rationalizing it, it probably would have if y'all had left her inside the house long enough. But because but, Esme had grabbed her, maybe it did. She didn't get caught in the loop to the same extent. Yeah, it sounds like maybe you broke okay. the loop this time around. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so maybe the thing to do would be for one of us to go look at the sundial and see if they can, if it has blood on it, or if, um, shh, you know, we can we can get that out and in the trunk. And also, there's handcuffs and stuff in the basement, right? Uh, no, she had used a electrical cord to tie that guy up. Okay. So that's that's totes normal. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm doing first aid, so Esme wouldn't need to do any of this stuff. Yeah, so I'll go in the house and, and gather up the sundial and the black scroll and put them in the trunk, and then just cover them in garbage and no one will ever know. Yeah. Huh. Um, so, Cindy, something, or Esme, something you notice when you go back inside the house is that the house seems to have caught up to normal time now. Um, the television is... Uh, well, it's uh, 10 o'clock. Uh, yeah, so there's like the 10 o'clock evening news playing on. Uh, and it they're talking. Uh, you probably haven't been paying attention. Well, no, they probably have something about a freak accident in front of Smith's Groceries where one of the clerks was struck by a meteor. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it, it looks like time has caught up inside the house. Cool. So you gather everything up. You've got the sundial. You've got Dottie's glasses. You've got the scroll. You've got the trunk of her mementos from going uh, from her archaeology trip. Uh, Esme or Cindy, you're outside as the ambulance pulls up. Uh, make an alertness check. Alertness. Thirty out of twenty. So no. <laughs> Everything's normal. Um, so you, uh, you are, uh, you're there, you're taking care of Dottie. The ambulance pulls up and two ambulance drivers, 
uh, get out, and they are talking at you. Um, they seem vaguely familiar, but you can't quite place them. Uh, Esme, you make, uh, as you're coming out of the house and around the corner, you should make an alertness check as well. Are they the two Delta Green guys from the previous thing? Make your alertness check and you'll find out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, so Good so you walk God. around the corner and one of uh, one of them looks up and he says, It's you and this is Monroe, one of the paramedics from the previous From Endpoint Breeze. Uh, yeah, from out from Point Breeze, whose ambulance shall uh, both <laughs> Right, we stole Sam. And uh, the other guy looks uh, up, and you see that that's Kachi, his uh, or uh, his uh, partner, and they have both clearly recognized you, Esme. Uh, they didn't really recognize Cindy because they didn't interact with Cindy before Cindy was in the suit, but they interacted with you a lot before you put your suit on. Mm -hmm. So they definitely recognize your face. Okay. What cool. do you do? I breeze right past that. I ask, uh, I say, this this old woman is severely injured. Get her to a hospital very quickly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And y'all need to stay here till the police get here. So they, they're, where is our ambulance at? Oh, wait, no, what they ambulance? found the ambulance already. Never mind. No, they, um, they would have found that. We didn't, like, hide it. Yeah, we just dumped no, they, it. No, they found the ambulance, but, uh... Yeah, uh, Kachi goes back to the, uh, uh, goes back into the ambulance and is about to get on the radio to start calling backup. Okay, um. I yell at them, there's a dying woman here. Isn't that your priority? Uh, Monroe is working on her. Uh, he's, uh, about to get her on the stretcher and get her into the ambulance. So he's going to get her on the stretcher by himself? She's a pretty thin old lady. Kachi, what are you doing? You hear sirens off in the distance. Son of a bitch. All right, we gotta go. All right. Um, I... Mm, so we, we drove here, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. y'all drove here. Yeah. So maybe we had to head out well, of Dodge? You guys, uh, you guys have a normal one there, and uh, yeah. we'll see you later, now, hopefully never. Bye! Now, now one, one thing, though, we got this trunk that's got all this right. crap in it. I mean, we, we can take yeah. the trunk. We'll put it in your yeah. car. It is big. As, and Esme was carrying the uh, carrying the trunk. She was okay. I, uh, because she packed everything into it. So yeah. All right. So I'm gonna take this big ass trunk and put it in your car. All right. Let's get out of here then. I'm probably helping you so we can make better time. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Um, so we get out of there. We we head up to yep. our car, which I believe is up near the the shop, and then we are going to try and get to uh, main road. I'm gonna get a fistful of mud and smear it across the license plate. <laughs> All right. And then get in the car. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a, probably too late. Idea. But I mean, they yeah, don't know um, our license plate, so that might draw attention. Okay, it's so, um, let's see, how are we going to do this? So, uh, I'm driving, Yeah. so I'm going to use my driving skills. Let's see how they are. Oh, man, I'm rolling good there today. There you go. 12 you out of 20. You got all of my good rolls. There we go. <laughs> so I, I do a very effective at not drawing attention to ourselves driving, so hopefully yeah. that's good enough. So, yeah, um, you're able to keep your cool while you uh, pack the... Uh, the trunk into your trunk uh cindy you're able to like get a marker and change uh part of your license plate number uh to it it definitely wouldn't pass up under you know direct scrutiny but uh if for some reason someone was uh, uh got a picture of your photo from a distance it might it might help uh at least keep that uh keep you hidden for a little while anyway uh, but you're able to slowly, uh, you don't panic, uh, you drive off, you see the police going, they pass you at one point, but you keep your cool while Cindy, or while Esme is, uh, cussing in the passenger seat, uh, but you're able to get away. <laughs> Alright, so, uh... 
I assume we should head back to my place and probably call our handler to give them, tell them we got all this stuff that needs to get destroyed. Yeah. What do you think yeah. about that, Esme? I think we should do that. All right. You want to you wanna give them a call? Sure. I'll text them. Yeah. So I... Why are you laughing? I'm going to put on uh, smart stuff, uh, 99% Invisible Smart Stuff, their show with uh, Justin McElroy. And uh, we're going to learn about, uh, you know, smart stuff. And it's going to be good. <laughs> All right. Um... Uh, so what are you going to tell your handler over the, or your case officer over your phone? So I am going to tell them that, um, Dottie had, uh, cast some dark magics with a, an ancient scroll and we were able to potentially break the time loop, um, by interrupting the spell after she had, or interrupting the effect, I guess, after she had cast the spell by preventing her actual death. And now we have both that terrible scroll and some other potentially dangerous artifacts in a trunk. And what do now? Uh, she is going to give you the directions to another drop-off site in the middle of the wilderness. Another several-hour drive uh, off in... This time it's in Ohio. Okay, we're in Ohio. At Pima Tuning State Park Tuttle Point. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, I've, it's a several-hour-long drive. Uh, is there anything that you guys want to do while you're driving? So, so Esme, well, let's do yes. a little, a little, you know, our thoughts on on whatever happened here. Um, Honestly, I'm just glad we didn't all die. Although we might still. So. Right. So so this lady got all these rad artifacts in the 70s. Yeah. And then she doesn't use them to, like, get rich or, like, bring back, like, I don't know, Hitler or whatever. But she does Why use would... it. What? 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 Why would she bring back Hitler? Who knows? I'm I'm just assuming she's not a nice lady. Why um, would you she assume? She didn't let me stab her. So... I'm driving here. You can't. You can't be yelling at me while I'm driving. So I can do whatever. I swerve a little bit. Oh no! See this new arm. It's it's a little shaky still. All right. It's your let me, old let me, arm. Let me talk, finish my thoughts here. Um, so uh, you know why? Why did she wait so long to use this stuff? Like my okay. So my question here is: Why was Hitler your go-to person? For well, someone you would like, want to bring she, back. She said she didn't like JFK. So, I mean... So, obviously Hitler? Obviously Hitler. I mean, that's <laughs> the internet these days, right? You know? What? You don't like my thing. You know, you like Hitler. Um, <laughs> Alright. Um, so, from what I understand, it only gave you the ability to relive portions of your own life. Uh, so if she had yeah. never met well, any maybe. of these yeah. luminaries or, you know, absolute monsters, as the case may be, then she wouldn't really have the opportunity to resurrect any of them. Okay, yeah, I mean, because it gives you this little bubble, bubble. So it's like, I mean, so in an ideal situation, like you have a really pleasant experience and you get to live live through it over and over again, right? That would well, be like one. I mean, okay, but there's also the part there where it potentially destroys all of existence. So I feel like a mentally sound person would look at that part of it and say, you know what? Maybe no. Maybe I don't do this. I think the only reason she, like, lost that sort of common sense response to it is because she's very old and has dementia and is operating more on emotional response than on having thought this through. Yeah. So, so, okay. So she's always sort of had in the back of her head, like, isn't it crazy that we found like this, like secret spell, but she always knew that that would be like bad. And then over yeah. time, it just sort of turned in her head to be like, I know this secret spell that yeah. like has... I that is perfectly fine to do if it's in what well, if it's in I feel point. like she was overcome by her grief for this cat although anyways moving past that and she was not able to remember like oh there's a reason I haven't done this she was yeah. only able to remember that she had this possibility is is my thinking on it maybe she made the active decision like i'm old i don't give a shit anymore let's kill everybody maybe she did i didn't ask yeah no well i i hope she's okay i guess i mean i did try and stab <laughs> her so maybe i don't hope too hard 
about that. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like give her a little jab, be like, right, right. No. Um, so what, what do you think Delta Green does with all this stuff we give them? What? Honestly, I try not to think about it. Probably plotting for world domination or something like that. Hopefully they destroy it. I was like totes in on this. Like, I, oh, you know what? I I do got something to tell you, though. So, like, while the lady was, like, stabbing herself, I felt, so, have have I told you the story about how I got involved with Delta Green? No. and I haven't told you this one? No. So, so basically, basically. Maybe you did, and I forgot. Y'all both got pulled in at the same time over the same event. Because uh, uh, while uh, Cindy was uh, running that test of the mining equipment, uh, that she that something went horribly wrong and she doesn't remember, uh, uh, Esme got pulled into the aftermath of that and uh, was asking a lot of questions and made some very interesting observations about different things that she saw. And uh, that's what brought you both. Like, uh, Cindy was brought on board because she experienced something uh, and survived. And Esme because of her uh, uh, intuitive nature and uh, her desire to get to the bottom of it and stop it from happening again. Like, she was looking at the different things that she saw and she was like, well, how, how can we prevent this? And that's what Delta Green was all about. So, uh, so that's why you are both part of the same cell because you were both brought, uh, brought in and your uh, natures have uh, complemented each other as an investigative team, which is why y'all keep going on these relatively uh, safe and benign missions so far. Oh yeah, loss of limb, not not doesn't kind of you know. Well, you got better. I did get better. That is true. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> well, anyway, so so I'm talking to Esme. I'm like, yeah, so you remember, like, the thing that happened. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I felt like I, I, I felt connected to the robot that's still underground somewhere. I don't know if that makes sense. But I felt like while we were there, while time was getting turned back, that I sort of knew that it was out there still and, like, felt connected to it. Isn't that crazy? Yes. You're, you're calling me crazy. I'm your words. I passed my sh- sanity check. Okay. Uh, actually, no, I didn't. I did not <laughs> pass that one. <laughs> um, well, look who's driving. And I, I swerved the car a little bit. <laughs> not reassuring. Um, but maybe there's a maybe there's a connection. Maybe you are starting to remember something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's all pretty fuzzy. So, so yeah, I mean... um. So, you, you want me to put on some tunes next? What do you want? Absolute silence would be lovely. So, I got so, there's the Max Richter album <laughs> called Sleep. Is that what you're asking for? Sure. I'm not familiar with Absolute Silence. I, I, put on, <laughs> I put on From Sleep from Max Richter. I listened to that for a little while. And I turned to her and be like, you know, this, this music is designed to go to sleep too, so let's hope it doesn't have its desired effect, right? And I sort of give her a little, another little jab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving next time. Um, Are we there yet? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, y'all, y'all will get there eventually. Um, uh, oh, we have is, to wait? Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we have to wait the several hours in real life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> For realism. You've got several hours of driving. It does Esme want to investigate anything that she retrieved? Like, do you want to look over those glasses or the sundial anymore? Nope. um, While you're on the way? No, Esme's good with her diminishing sanity as it is. So Esme is not curious at all about what any of that stuff is. Esme knows what the scroll is. Uh, she knows what the sundial was used for. She saw the weird shit going on with the glasses and wants no truck with that. She also knows, having played in previous Delta Green games, that the easiest way to survive with at least some sanity intact is to shut down that curious little voice going, what is that? And say, it doesn't matter, turn it over, and hopefully it will be destroyed. All right. And the GM says, that is boring. And Esme says, okay, I'm taking a nap. (laughs) All right, so uh, 
so yeah, uh, you get to Pymatuning State Park, and it is once again the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere. The moon is glinting off of the Pymatuning Reservoir, and uh, you see an unmarked van uh, in, uh, all by itself in one of the parking lots with two men in black suits uh, who get out when you pull up next to them. I turn to Esme and say, they should really get some ladies in these MIB roles. Yeah, they really should. It's getting a little tired. All right, uh, so it plays out the same way as last time. Uh, Uh, I'm going to ask them what happens to these artifacts out of curiosity. You don't need to concern yourself with that. Okay. Are they destroyed? We take care of them. Ugh. That's a no. How, how would I become an MIB like you guys? Well, you apparently have to be male. Yeah, I mean, is that a prereq, bro? He just gives an exasperated sigh. We've says, only been talking for like two minutes. <laughs> you may, you were the ones that made us drive all the way out here. For all we knew, you guys were at Primani Brothers. And you're like, oh, we can't meet them anywhere near town. Because like, you know, that would be like too obvious. So like, you know, give us give us two minutes. To have a convo. Is that okay with you? No, that's not what we're here for. <laughs> what do you guys listen on these long drives? Because I assume you have long drives. We're assuming a lot. He puts his hand on his pistol. Oh. He doesn't pull well, it out or anything. And he just says, listen, on- we don't want to be here any more than you do. Turn this stuff the stuff over and let's be on our way. We've already well, turned it over. We're just asking you some questions. Oh, well, if you've already turned it over, they put it in the back of their van. Thank you for your service. They get in the van. Wait, us? Huh? No, they get in the van. Oh, I guess you cut out just for that word. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard get in the van. I'm like, what? Why? Get in the van. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we head back to the van. What, you're going to get in their van? <laughs> our, our car. Our car. <laughs> Jeremy is like, All right. oh. This is going to get real interesting real fast. (laughs) Hey everyone, Jeremy here. Thanks for joining us for this 11th episode of Queso and the last episode in our playthrough of She Just Couldn't Stay Away, No No by Jeffrey Moeller. This investigation showed up in issue 20 of The Unspeakable Oath, uh, so go check that out. Unspeakable Oath is an awesome resource if you're into Cthulhu Mythos role-playing games. Uh, There's stuff for all different kinds of systems there, and a lot of it's easily adaptable from system to system. Super awesome investigation. I had a lot of fun with this one. We're going to be doing our playthrough of Observer Effect by Shane Ivey next. Really looking forward to that. Ready to share it with you guys. It was a lot of fun. So thanks again for listening. Uh, If you like what we do, you can check out some of our other stuff. There's John's website, jonathancush.com, where he has his research and film essays. You can check out Tabitha's store, Quiet Nova. Uh, Etsy Uh, she's got a lot of really cool stuff there so uh, definitely go check that out and then there's my novel that's up on Amazon you can find links to everything in the episode description want to give out a shout out to Ketza who made our intro and outro song Mission Ready as well as Art Dream who wrote Delta Green. Uh, They put a lot of love into the system, and I think it really shows when you read through the books. They're extremely well written and produced and laid out. I I really like it. Uh, Don't forget that you can reach out to us at membersofkcell at gmail.com or on Twitter at membersofkcell. Keep an eye open this week. Later on, there's going to be a little short special episode that I'm going to be putting up. Just a little something that I think you guys are going to like. So I'll let y'all get back to the mission, and we'll be seeing you. Okay.
Okay, I'm driving this time. Fine, fine. So Driver I, uh, picks the music. I, I hand her the, the keys that, um, my, my spare keys that still have, like, the youth protection settings on them so that, like, the car won't go over 60 miles per hour. I'm okay with that. <laughs> and I immediately realize that that's a horrible mistake, and I hand her another set of keys. You're like, no, 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 use these ones. No, these are fine. No, 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 you, we, we sh you should take these ones. Why? Because th th those, uh, I thought I would play a cool joke, and those ones make it so you have to drive slow. Uh-huh. It was going to be funny. Okay. Why is that funny? It, it was going to be funny for me, but then I realized that you wouldn't probably find it funny, <laughs> and then it would take us an extra hour to get back, so okay. here, here are the does other your car? Does your car have cruise control? I mean, it's got the self-driving feature. So Splendid. Okay. We, we, we can, are going we to go on. exactly the speed Potter limit. I don't Harry Potter or anything, though. Wow. Because no. It, it doesn't like that. It doesn't like Harry Potter, um, but... That machine learning added again. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps thinking it's on a broomstick, and that's... Yeah, George George died that way. Uh, not the George in the book. The George Mike. Yeah. We don't... <laughs> That's a bad story about George. Anyways. Turn, 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 turn away while I'm holding out the right keys to her. Here, so take these ones. Okay. Uh, I'm going to drive five miles below the speed limit the entire way back in absolute silence. And it's going to be beautiful. I reach over to turn on something. Nope. Driver picks the music. But it's my car. But the driver picks the music. It says who? Me. Just now. You were there. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google it. I pull out my phone. I say, can the driver always pick the music? Let's see what comes up. Of course, what I actually typed was, can the shriver always puck through music? But it figured, it knew what I was talking about. Uh, everyone must use the bathroom before the vehicle hits the road. That is the... Uh, the first response. Uh, then two, the driver chooses the music. Whoever's at the wheel is also in control of the stereo. Unless he decides to hand that power to someone else. See, this rule only applies to men, and you're a lady. So... It doesn't apply. Also, this this uh, I got a 5.1 system in here. It's not a stereo, so th these this does not count. So because there's one thing that's wrong about it, it's all wrong. So <laughs> I reach over and I turn the stereo on, and Esme lets me with my divine logic. So um, you just admitted that it was a stereo. Uh, Wait, did I? Yeah, yes. you said you reach over and turn the stereo on. The trip back home is relatively peaceful besides the bickering over the radio station. And the how podcast. many cats? What? How, how many cats did we did we hit? I mean, she turned the self-driving feature on, so I just... No. Right? Didn't no, you? No, no. Oh, I thought you said you were going to use it. No, I said I am driving. I asked about cruise control. Oh, cruise control. Yeah, no, it do doesn't have cruise control. It has a self-driving right. computer... But no cruise control. That makes sense. Yeah, we had to had to yank that right out. It's gonna be too heavy. <laughs> he had to make room for the self-driving computer. <laughs> There's only so many rooms for buttons. Okay. Uh, so uh, the investigators have resolved the time bubble before there is any extra collateral damage from the house being torn down with it going on. Uh, so you guys can both gain 1d6 sanity. Huh. Yay. Computer, roll a d6. One. Great. Cool. Well, I think if you rolled anything over a one, Tabitha, you would have had a net gain in sanity from this adventure, so... I mean, that would have been an improvement, really though. good. I rolled a yeah. five, so I add go. five sanity to myself. Uh, yes, right? add yourself five sanity. Uh, so, great work. So, I'm at uh, Y'all feel very, very confident that this case is closed. Um, or is it? Uh, so, uh, later on that day... Uh, uh, Esme uh, is able to board the plane heading back to Charlotte. It's Charlotte that you live out of, right? Sure. I think so. Did you write that down anywhere? Uh, maybe? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure we said Charlotte. Yeah, that sounds uh, right. Yeah. So, uh, you get on, you board your plane back on uh, back to Charlotte and uh, as the plane is taking off uh, you and uh, 
well, no. It'll so once you get home, uh, your you get back to your apartment. Uh, you're, you know, saying hey to Oscar, petting Gilgamesh, uh, your phone goes off, and Cindy, your phone goes off as well, you both got a message, uh, Is this our normal from... phone or the burner phone? Nope, nope, this is from your burner phone. Uh, okay. it's from Karen, uh, and all it says is, what the hell is this? And it has a YouTube video link. <laughs> oh boy, what is it? All right, so when you click on the video, uh, it is... Uh, uh, John, do you recall what news station it was that when I asked you what the local news station was? Probably I would have said WESA, which is the NPR affiliate. Um, the TV news? Oh, TV news? Yeah, WPXI. TV news. Yeah, that sounds right. WPXI. So it is a video from uh, WPXI report uh, that happened at the community center. Uh, uh, you see Captain Care giving his interview. Uh, and then the report goes on to say uh, that there were two suspects in the matter. And uh, it has some uh, artist interpretation drawings that vaguely look both like you, uh, both you and Cindy. And it shows blurry, digitally zoomed in uh, pictures of them from the different scene shots that the cameraman had done. Right. Um, uh, both of the suspects gave false identification and abducted a key witness in the matter. Uh, the <laughs> CDC has been unable to confirm what was used to spark the riot at the community center, uh, but the ambulance that the suspects used to make their getaway had been found. A memorial to the victims will be built in the early spring. Uh, and you both need to lose one sanity for failing to contain the story. Why would that make us lose sanity? Yeah, um, sanity seems funny. I mean, I'm not going to fight it, but it does seem funny. Oh, I'm going to fight um, it. it. It's because it's kind of stressful that you're, uh, like, uh, you definitely feel the heat when you're seeing that, if that makes sense. My lonely sanity point that I gained. Yeah, so I, um, I only had one check mark. We're going ahead and dealing with all that, right? Yeah, I, you can go ahead and give yourself uh, your check marks. We're going to do the home scenes as well. Um, uh, before we do home scenes, I want to have a short little thing with Cindy. Uh, so, Cindy, so first off, uh, at 9.45 the uh, next day, like the day after everything happened in the house with Dottie, uh, you experience searing pain on your right arm and the burn marks reappear. You don't lose your arm, but the scars come back. Because in the house loop or whatever, we had gotten to that point. That That is roughly the time that your arm was sheared off. Right. Okay. So... So I guess so I'm you, wearing you long still have your arm from now on. But yeah, you have these weird chain-like uh, burns going uh, up and down your right arm. Uh, go ahead and give yourself, if you haven't already, the two dexterity that you lost back when you lost your arm. Okay. Um, so you're just going to wear long sleeve shirts to hide the burns? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you should write down that you have those burns somewhere on your sheet, by the way. So that all happened on a Monday. It's uh, later on in that week, like Friday. Cindy, uh, what's your boss's name? Uh, Patrick. Patrick calls you into his office. I go into his office. All right. Um, so he's sitting behind his desk. Uh, he has a standing desk? He, uh, so he... <laughs> Okay, he is staying behind his desk, and he's looking a little puzzled. Um, and uh, he looks at you when you come in and says, Cindy, uh, I hope you're feeling better uh, from from Monday when you called out sick. Yep. Uh, can you remind me, what was wrong that day? I, you know, I just got to put it into the system. And I say, do you, do you really want to know? Well, I mean, not really, but, you know, I have to put the yeah, time well, off request la in. Lady, lady troubles. Lady troubles. All right. Um, 
and these lady troubles were so bad that you couldn't come in the work, but not well, so something. bad that you would go and get someone out of an asylum saying that our cars were at fault. Because, oh, like, I just got no. contacted by the claims division, and they're saying that you told some that you told some representatives who let the insurance companies know that we that our one of our test drive cars were at fault in accidents that we don't have any records of. <laughs> okay, so make a charisma times five roll to see how well you can pull through this uh, situation. My charisma is not something I'm great at, but good enough on this day. I rolled a 25 against a 50. Man, you're right. on a roll. So how do you talk your way out of this situation? Patrick, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I said the lady troubles, although I mean, I was going on. I, I saw this situation, uh, you know, and I was just trying to head it off. Um, I didn't even think they caught my name, really. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really know. I don't have. A, I personally don't have a great explanation um, for you. But uh, you know, I saw this trouble brewing, and uh, I, uh, I just was trying to get ahead of it. You know, for the company, uh, and didn't want to get Frank in trouble. You know. All right. Um, okay. Yeah, and we can kind of say that that thro- that um, this whole situation. You get Frank involved in it, and. He kind of feels a little thrown under the bus, and that's why the bond score has been decreased. Because you don't feel as much uh, solidarity with him that you don't mind. Uh, Like, it it was all Frank's fault to begin with. If it had been for Frank, then Sam's car never would have gotten possessed by a Forgamon to kill the cat, and then you wouldn't be in this situation with your boss. It's all Frank's fault if you think about it. At least it is that's all how Frank's you're. Fault. Yeah, <laughs> I totally buy that. <laughs> that's how you're. Uh, you're rationalizing this whole thing in your head, and it kind of, you know, like you and Frank kind of have a little rough patch because of it. I'll live with. All it. right. Okay. So, but uh, you know, uh, you have to take a f- couple days off while you're under investigation, but you don't lose your job over it. You're able to hustle and move some numbers around and change a couple of documents so it does look like this was all on the table rather than all under the table right um okay so we'll go ahead and have the home scenes then um uh you can fulfill responsibilities uh where you focus on day-to-day obligations hold on actually i want to see if y'all make a bond with each other because Negative bond. (laughs) Um, Yeah, making a bond... You two do not want bonds with each other. uh, Because that will make your lives more difficult when you're working together. Powerful bonds form between people who have a look... uh, Who have to look out for each other's survive. Only fellow veterans understand what you've suffered. Sooner or later, your agents come to rely on each other more than family. Each time someone in your agent's Delta Green team undergoes a catastrophic trauma, there's a chance your agent develops or deepens bonds with his or her teammates. Such traumas include a member of the team suffering temporary insanity, a member of the team gaining a new disorder, a member of the team is incapacitated by injuries, a member of the team dies, anything else the handler considers a severe enough stress. I think that this... Um, I mean, I, mean, I don't think any an of anything that happened here yeah. qualifies, honestly. Well, arm? I think it's all yeah. fine. Arm. After the crisis, when things are calm, your agent must make a sand test. Uh, there's no effect if it succeeds. Yet, you both went through that shared trauma of Cindy losing an arm, and Esme uh, trying to help save it, and, yeah, I, I'm gonna say that this, this was a very traumatic adventure, so both of you make sand checks. I have not been rolling well. Can I have a handicap? Hey, I did alright. 31 against 44. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> no! Okay. Okay. Rolls is 74. Jeremy, okay. this laptop uh, if, hates me. What have you done? If it, fa- if it fails, your agent gains a new bond with each Delta Green uh. teammate up to five present for that disaster and increases any bonds that were already there. 
For each teammate with whom your agent doesn't already have a bond, the failed sand test adds a new individual bond. Write the character's name and a note saying Delta Green next to it. Its value is half your agent's charisma. Your agent immediately loses 1d4 points from one other non-Delta Green bond of your choice if you have any left. Uh, do I get a bond with her as well, or no? She's just getting a you, bond with you me. You passed, so so she's going to be bonded with me, but I'm not going to be bonded with her. Correct, which is a good thing, uh, because if bad things happen to your bonds, um, bad things happen to you. So, uh, so I added her bond. You... What what did you say? I lose. So you're going to lose 1d4 from one other non-Delta Green bond. Okay, so it's just going to be... Okay, so I'm losing losing part of my bond with my cat, because I've had to deal with cats in this adventure, and I'm just kind of done with them. Checks out. That makes sense. Uh, And change that bond to a whole number, so six. You said half. I have failed every single roll this entire adventure. Now that we've got that out of the way, uh, personal pursuits. Back to nature, you can spend time in seclusion, uh, minimizing stress, distractions, and obligations. I think I want to do that one. I think that's the same thing you did last time. Yeah. Which is fine. Uh, It reduces one bond by one as you let responsibilities lapse. Then you make a sand test and add 1d4, or 4 for a critical, uh, up to your pal times 5. Alright, well, so I'm going to lose a bond with my with the safety driver, probably. Okay. And then I'm going to do a sanity te- check, you said? Yes, it's a sanity test. If you succeed... I did not succeed. you did not. Okay, so nothing happens. Nothing, okay. I'm probably going to spend some time trying to patch things up with my husband with whom I'm I think last time I kind of blew off a little bit so you did but you didn't lose any uh, bond points with that like if you want to fulfill responsibilities you can but it is not going to uh actually no you're right uh when when you were handgun studying you did that bond score with your husband should be a 10 not an 11 so so you're only down one point in your bond one point with oscar and one point with gilgamesh right i mean i i I don't know what else i would be doing Oh, well, like, do you want to try to improve one of your stats or one of your skills? Or... I mean, I can't roll a success regardless of which stat I'm rolling, so it doesn't matter how good they are. You're trying to roll a failure whenever you improve your stat or your skill. Because if the test fails, then you improve it. Okay, well, I guess since it's super embarrassing that I, a doctor, failed a first aid roll, I guess I'll try to do that. Since you're not happy with my first choice... I mean, you can do whatever. I just want to make sure that you are... Nope, I succeeded. Okay. So, reduce one bond by one. Cool. As you're you're letting your stuff uh, lapse. But you're more confident in your first aid skills, though. Does that mean I gain a point, or does it just mean I feel better about things? It means you feel better about things. I was using it as a figure of speech. Oh, I see. (laughs) But obviously on the internet, they were meaning something very specific. Right. Obviously, because everyone always knows the uh, intention of what other people write on the internet. I know I do. I don't know about you guys. Um, (laughs) It's always a hostile intention. Just assume that and you're never wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I've already been reading the comments on Star Wars, so I'm, I'm oh, right there knows. with you. Uh, never read the comments. Um, okay. Says the Are lady we... who always reads the comments. You hush. I mean, she knows from experience. I wouldn't trust someone <laughs> who should never read the comments who never actually read the comment. I mean, because they don't know what's in the content comments then. Exactly. Take it okay. from me. Someone who always reads the comments. That's a bad thing, and you should not do that. Yeah, do what I say. Not it is what I funny. Do. I mean, this is off off topic for a minute. Like how <laughs> some websites. I don't know if they have a better moderation or if people have decided to talk differently there. 
like shut up and sit down comments normally pretty fine comments yeah. on polygon normally okay comments on ign toxic as hell yeah uh, so i do know NPR were toxic as hell before they got yeah. rid of it. oh man oh npr was real bad there for a while i do know on polygon they have a very strong moderation moderator protocol yeah like, they care yeah. about that quite a lot right yeah so. I, I could I can see them dedicating resources to it there. Yeah, I, I think it matter. I think the difference is how much the people in charge care, um, and if they are willing to actually hire enough people to handle it. Yeah, I was listening and to some also, podcasts and they were talking about um, there are several like memorial sites and they had to hire moderators because people started shit talking the dead. Literally. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, bad. The uh, the um. Oh, gosh. Uh, the Holocaust Museum in uh, Berlin had to hire people to keep out the literal Nazis, so that doesn't surprise me. Or 12-year-olds who pretended were pretending that they believed something, which is I also mean, the case. There's, yeah, there's that, too. <laughs> yeah. All right, GM, what, okay. what's in, in store for us? All right, so 